Have you ever wondered what it takes to build a successful business in the Australian property industry? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Business and Property Development, a monthly podcast in which industry leaders share their insights and experience with host Harry Karadimus. Hello and welcome to Business and Property Development. This is the third and final part of my conversation with Adrian Sakari of Ultra Building. This final section focuses on Adrian's unique approach to attracting and retaining talent, how Ultra's brand power helps property developers achieve better results, and some personal observations and lessons learned over his amazing career so far. I hope you enjoy it. Just going back to what you mentioned about, you know, having a single AVN, you taking all the risk. I mean, that that must give people a whole lot of confidence. So I'm just wondering, was the preference to run the company solo, to lead solo, a very deliberate decision because you didn't want to have to rely on somebody else or was it just something that you just never thought you needed? No, at the beginning, you know, when you start off, you always want a partner. Like everyone sees the wins, but they don't see the battles to get those wins. So I like the fact that I've got 100% uh, control over the business. I like the fact there are some decisions that I make over gut feel that's very hard to explain that if I spend a dollar here, it's going to save us dollars down down the end. If you don't have the experience, you can't see that. So I just make a decision. It's very nimble and very dynamic. And I think the clients like that. Because I'm construction experienced, plus I'm the owner of the business, I can make decisions. It's very fast, like a phone call and it gets done. I think nimbleness is, a, a, I think, a key business quality because it also means that big decisions get made very, very quickly. Just going back to what you meant by mentoring people that work with you. So the experience that I've had with some of my friends in construction is that, like you said, you, you, you mentor people, but then you end up losing them because they tend to take step, side steps to move up so they move construction companies quite quickly to move up the ranks how do you make sure that you what i do is i create opportunities yeah so a construction company cannot work on one or two jobs there are too many high there are too many prelims like we price jobs we don't win all of them but there's a cost involved people say well you know you guys growing too quick growing too quick for what i haven't pushed this it is is a natural curve now i need to produce more I need to win more work so I can give the opportunities to the young guys to have a crack. And the way I do that is that the guys at the top, I move them up and it's like a triangle. I give the young guys an opportunity, but the guys at the top still look after it. Now the guys at the top have moved up to a level and they're looking after two jobs and the young guys are looking after their own job. And that's how it works. Mm. So that's how we're growing bigger and bigger. We're not growing bigger by just randomly, it's a pyramid effect. I need to create opportunities for those guys to go to the next level. It's a really interesting way of actually leading a company because you're not doing it for the sake of getting bigger. You're actually doing it to sustain sustain, the talent. And talent, yeah, which is a really, uh, I think it's a pretty special sort of quality because it means that if you're going to join Ultra, you're going to be getting some pretty good. We've got all the processes of any, any great construction company. So you learn all that, but you learn it on a personal basis. I'll push my guys to teach the young guys because then I say to them, make your job easier. 
If you're teaching your young guys how to do your job, don't think you're teaching them and you're getting yourself out of a role. No, you're going to go to the next level. You can help me on this other project, which is you know, a lot larger, or you will help me with a cost plan, or you can help me. It gives you a bit of free time to work on projects that will be executed for the future. And that's how the whole pyramid system type, type thing, well, they can do the groundwork on top. It's basically like how I work. I'm the construction manager of Ultra, but my guys do all the groundwork. I have formal meetings on site, weekly meetings with the guys. I have a high risk meeting, which I will prompt them if I feel that something needs to be looked at further and I'll keep prompting them. And I've got a way of making sure that's done thoroughly using apps and uh, communication with each of my team. So we, I am very hands-on and then they become very hands-on mm. to their team and being hands-on means they learn. It's also quite a, I feel like uh, operating this way would be a very secure way of ensuring that, you know, you share knowledge and that you make sure that you mentor the people underneath you. It's not because you're going to do yourself out of a job. It's actually because well, it's thinking about it differently. It's making sure that you create time for yourself to actually take the next step up instead of worrying about the people underneath you, undermining you and sort of taking your job. Or it, taking it's, your it's probably one of the hardest things for people to do is called it's mentoring and delegation. Delegation, you need to know that those items need to be executed yeah. without doing them. Without doing them yourself. Without yeah. doing them yourself. Yeah. Have you found that hard to relinquish given that you're a person who typically like to get into it? When I was at first, I was a project manager 23 and delivering jobs. I probably, I got mentored with some pretty heavy duty construction guys. There is two ways of leading, like a general or like a leader. A leader inspires your guys to lead and they'll do things automatically. At the beginning, you do need to be a bit of a general, like, you know, drill sergeant, relentless, go hard. Then you need to inspire them so they start developing on their own. There are some young guys have surprised me a uh, big time. Very, very, very good. They've just, you know, you give them how I used to do it and they've gone to the next level. They've made it better and I've gone, wow. That's great. That, 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 that's probably the most satisfying part of my work. One of the other side of satisfying is delivering a project and you walk in and people go, wow, that's, and they start crying, thanking. And because, you know, these high end apartments or any apartment, even like when I was doing Hurstville, 450 grand, 400 grand apartments, and you move the family in, they might have bought it for their son or their, their daughter, or, you know, it's just an investment. It's part of their life. Now you become part of their life. I really feel proud when I've delivered something and it's done well. Like I sent a, t a text to my guys last night. My client had sent me these photos of 788 and I sent it to them saying, mate, you must be very proud seeing this. Just on the, um, I mean, you, you've been, you seem to be involved actually all the way to the end. And like you said, even just moving families in from where I, from my experience is always done by the developer that ends up with the with the approval and then moving people in but you being on the construction side are also involved in that end phase you know you've got the client giving you photos of people moving in or you're actually involved in seeing people move into the apartment so that's quite unconventional in a way with the apartments we do at ultra building and myself not just the moving in part if there's a new potential purchaser i'll go with the agent i'll go with the client 
And if it's a serious investor, they want to see who the builder is. They want to know, suss him out. What have you done in the past? What's he like? Is he going to run away? Is he going to stay and fix things? Is he grounded? Top person is, is we're going to have to deal with because it, it's, it's a marriage between the construction company and the developer, and it's a marriage between the construction company and the end user. Whatever it is, commercial, retail, hospitality, apartments, and we'll bring him through that experience. Any customizations, any changes they would like, we're involved. I wonder if that's also why Ultra gets featured by your clients as being the party that's going to be delivering the project. I've, I've noticed, I mean, we'd call them successful construction companies are quite good at marketing themselves, but you actually get marketed by the by your clients, the, the people who you're going to be building for. And I, I would assume that that's because it gives a huge amount of confidence to end users, like you said, if you're serious investors or you know anybody that's going to be looking at buying into this project, they want to know who's doing it. Yeah, so they want to know who behind who's yeah. behind the builder. Yeah. We've got the track record. I've got the track record in building high-end, difficult projects. And that gives confidence to the, the purchaser. And developers aren't stupid. They know that they need to bring a brand to a construction brand to the to the, the development. So buyers are confident that it's going to be executed well. And last, the, the test of time. But it's surprising how many apartments get sold once ultra signs go on that site. Yeah. And and we we work closely with the developers and we also make sure that the, the branding meets the construction. And we're only as good as our last job. And I think that also harks back to your comments we mentioned previously when you were working in um, Built and, and your other previous companies where you mentioned you take the headache away from the person who is above you. And if you're taking that headache away from a developer in terms of being able to secure people, um, being able to get interest in their projects, then you become so much more than just a builder. For the developer to make money, he needs to sell apartment. So if I can get him more money per square meter for that apartment, it makes my life as a builder easier. Hmm. Right? If he's got money, I get paid. Yeah, you've got a job. I've got a job. You get to build. <laughs> and if I'm building it well, so it works on twofold. I'm building a good product, which helps me get another job and gets me good publicity out there to build a good product, gets me another job. And it's just a big cycle. Snowball, yeah. So yeah. we make sure that every stakeholder is satisfied throughout that process. So we've talked a lot about Ultra and the projects that you've done and, and the business itself, but I'd also like to understand a bit more about you as a person. So what are some of the, the daily things that you do that enables you to be this person when you come in? Yeah, that's people freak out about this. So I get up 4.30 a.m. I get to the gym between 5.15, 5.30. I train most days. It's a bit intense, but I prepare myself for the day. Uh, I can get my four process. I can get a, uh, a set of activities that I need to get through that day. It keeps me healthy, keeps my mind healthy, keeps me in a positive mindset. I can handle more problems that day. It is an intense lifestyle and I'll work relentlessly through the day and I try, I go to most of my jobs twice a week, three times a week, two formal meetings. Like I have a team meeting formally every week. I have a design coordination meeting and then I'll just have a high risk, whatever with the project managers on the job or just turn up and just do a walk. So there is a presence. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. people don't even know who I am because I work on site with boots and like 
another ultra building code worker. Building a construction company is like having another child. I'd imagine, I've got yeah. two kids and it, it does take a toll of sacrifices on the family, but it, it's for our own benefit. It does take a lot of time to do it right. So working out is probably one of the things that it looks like it's a staple of your, of your day, but you're also in the presence of others the entire time, whether it's family or whether it's your, you know, your colleagues. Do you feel the need to ever have time to, to yourself do you, or do you need time to just... On Sunday mornings, I go for a walk, usually on my own or, yeah, just to, I get up at six o'clock on Sundays yep. and go for a walk. I, I'm lucky enough to live near the beach, so I think that's very um, stress relieving. Gives me time to think and just not be uh, focusing on anything else but nothing. I love to see the sunrise. I love the ocean. I love. I'm a very humble person. I appreciate where I am, how I got here. I'm just a builder, building right. So, your approach to work-life balance is there? Do you see a difference in work and life, or do you just? No. Look, I used to work pretty hard as a project manager. Yeah. Um, I'd work, you know, six days a week, do whatever it needs to do. I've slept in my car to hand over jobs. Unfortunately, construction, you can't plan time. And if mishaps happen or there's challenges that happen along the way, you need to still finish on that time you agreed on. One of the things that I'd like to touch on is what some of your key observations are over your lifetime of in your- In construction? In construction. The industry in Sydney is getting harder. The reason it's getting harder is because land prices are so expensive. It's getting a lot busier out there resources resources aren't trained up so our team needs to jump in and make sure those resources are doing the job right and i'm talking about subcontractors consultants and the whole thing with the the young guys coming in there there is a good uh, flow of young guys seems like the construction industry is now getting rewarded for being not just you know if you fall out of school you do do construction which is, I find that so weird because construction is so technical and so challenging. You need smart people in the industry. I'm talking about sub. I'm talking about subcontractors as well, not just the project managers. A lot of smart guys are becoming tradesmen on sites, and, and which is good. It's sort of like now starting to balance back out. So over the years, there's been a big life cycle between the people in construction. There's a lot of women coming to construction. It's becoming a bit more professional. It's become respected. Do you think the introduction of the Building Practitioners Act, something that's going to elevate that a little more? So when I heard that the building commissioning, the building commissioner is going to be implemented into the residential industry, I was so relieved because I will build right and it will cost me more money. And I need to compete with these guys, uh, these other guys that don't adhere to the Australian standard or cut corners, that don't have enough supervision on site, don't do the documentary evidence. Documentary evidence means that, yes, you build right, but you need to document what you're building on site because it gets covered up. You know, all your fire rating penetrations need to be documented. All your waterproofing detailing on the job has to be documented. Everything you do on site needs to be documented, which is proof that you've built it right. As Ultra Building Co, I have, I, I, I really, really embrace the, the new building commissioner coming in and making sure the other guys are building properly. Look, I actually asked one of the building commissioners um, guys to come down and just vet what I'm doing and uh, make sure the paperwork was right. 
And yeah, he went through and he, we've brought it up to speed. In terms of the experience that you've gained and your experience in running ultra, what are some of the rules that you have that you live by? Never give up, be relentless, be humble, treat everyone with respect. You're not gonna get the best out of somebody without treating respect. And at the end of the day, what I say to my guys, we're builders. We want, we're just here to build the best, the best quality projects we can and look after each other. We're a team, spread your, your experiences sideways. Build up your guys around you so they can assist you and make your life a little bit easier. So if you were to look back and see the Adrian back when you were trying to help your brother out, my question would be, what would be that one bit of advice that you'd give your startup self? Look at every opportunity. Don't get too daunted by, don't talk, to, don't talk yourself out of anything. Even if you think at that time, just give it a crack, back yourself. You might not, need, you might not know the answer. I guarantee you someone around you does. All you've got to do is figure out who that person is and ask questions. Oh, Adrian, thank you so much for this. This has actually been an incredibly enlightening uh, conversation. So I really appreciate you talking with me today and uh, look forward to sharing it. Oh, thank you very much for the opportunity. It's great. This is the end of my conversation with Adrian Sakari. I stand by what I said in the intro of part one. What I love most about this episode is Adrian's relentless passion for building. He doesn't take anything on face value and he's forever curious, forever trying to make his projects of a higher quality, less expensive if possible and faster to put up. As a property developer, you'd have to derive some significant confidence and peace of mind in partnering with a team like Ultra. What is also really interesting is his approach to mentoring through the creation of opportunities and the ability for career progression through reciprocal mentorship of people rising to your level. With that unmistakable azuro blue background and bold white writing, you don't need much to see why Ultra Building is synonymous with its namesake. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take the time to leave a comment and a star review on your favourite podcast platform. It's always encouraging to see people enjoying the content and these episodes. You can also access past episodes by visiting the website businessandpropertydevelopment.com.au. Well, that's it from me. I'd like to thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you next month. Bye for now.